You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Thursday, May the 13th. Of 2021, I am the St. Louis Cardinals mega fan and your host for the show, Lucas Smith. Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me this week on Sunday to get in on the action. Locker Room changing the way we talk sports. Javier Reyes of Locked On Padres and myself will be going live at a couple points on Sunday before Sunday night baseball this Sunday as the Cardinals face off against the Padres in a 2020 wild card round rematch. Um, so be on the lookout for that. And then that series actually starts tomorrow. Got to wrap up today's or yesterday's game and preview a little bit of today's game. Um, but, but mostly talking about some key points from yesterday's game and just kind of a, a frustrating and an unfortunate loss um, for, for the Redbirds yesterday as, as they fall 4-1 to one in case you um, in case you didn't know or didn't watch it or, or whatnot. But um, yeah, offense was really non-existent for, for both sides. Credit to both pitching staffs. Um, for for most of, of that work is um, Brandon Woodruff and John Gant both pitched okay. So um, we'll get into that. Get into the Cardinal bullpen. Get into some offensive things and um, just an unfortunate turn of events there in that eighth inning led to a couple of uh, extra outs and leading to runs for the the Brewers. So we'll go ahead and start with that. Um, it was that, that eighth inning was just kind of anti. Anti-Cardinal for the most part. Tyler O'Neill did hit a home run. I'll talk about O'Neill coming up a little bit. And then you had Bader single. Great. And then you had um, Bader get caught stealing after review. Um, you know, that I'm okay with Bader stealing in that situation. I had no problem with that. Because, um, I mean, if he steals there, then Carpenter gets to walk. Then you have four on first and second with one out for top of the order. You know, that's great. Um, but... It, it just wasn't able to work out. Catcher Pena had a good pitch to throw on, made a good throw, um, and, and got better. So, so that, that's really when the inning started to take a turn. Because um, in the bottom of the eighth, Hennessy Cabrera was replaced by Ryan Helsley. Cabrera did an outstanding job yesterday. I'm really, really impressed with what I've been seeing from Hennessy Cabrera. Uh, and then the Cardinals get the first two outs, and really they, they should have had three outs. And that, that's really where this started going downhill for St. Louis. Because you had... Helsley get the lineup for Wong, get the flout for Kane. Then, like I said, Daniel Vogelback um, struck out, but it was a fastball up in the zone that Yachty wasn't able to handle. It goes to the back screen, and Vogelback reaches base, and that, that that's a third out that the Cardinals should have gotten. And, and granted, yes, Helsley should have bared down um, and and gotten gotten another out. Nevertheless. He, he did not. He gave up two more hits after that. Travis Shaw, who just seems to murder the Cardinals every time he p- plays them, hits a double to give the Brewers the lead back after s- surrendering the lead. I mean, and it was a 100-mile-an-hour fastball, but, I mean, it was it was center freaking cut for, for Shaw there. And then the very next pitch, first pitch, Garcia sees. He takes, again, center cut. Just an absolute towering blast to give the, the Brewers a pretty emphatic lead. And at that point, especially with, with most likely, it ended up being Hayter coming in in that top half of the ninth, then you just had you had problems. <laughs> it's it's going to be hard to score off of um, off of Josh Hayter. It, it just is. There, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. So, so all in all, just kind of a, an unfortunate inning there for Helsley, not trying to make any excuses. 
Um, you know, should Yadi have caught it? Maybe. Sh- sh- um, should he have thrown it out? I mean, there's all, a bunch of things that can go wrong, right? That, that's why you don't just look at the box score at the end of a game to see who played well, who didn't. Yes, the box score is a key indicator, but it's not the end-all, be-all, right? Because you, you had the strikeout, then you also have the wild pitch, and but, you know, not every wild pitch is the same. You know, some wild pitches, catchers like Yadi should handle some others, and it was... Just a, just a weird inning for Helsley. Again, should he have bared down and gotten the next two guys? 100%. Absolutely. Or the next guy. Because um, he looked sharp in those first three batters, and I think the next one just rattled him. And again, you can't leave pitches center cut like uh, Helsley did two guys like Shaw and Garcia. I've always liked Abasiel Garcia, former White Sox, former Tiger. I mean, this guy was getting Miguel Cabrera type comparisons when he first came up. Uh, mostly because he was on the same team and had very similar batting stance, but also with the skill set. And he's always been, in my mind, a strong player. So after Helsley gets gets roughed up, um, Webb comes in, walks a man, and then gets the final out of the inning. Uh, Webb's ERA is not good, 12-5-4. Helsley's ERA jumps up to 4-7-6. So, you know, pitching staff did its job other than Helsley, I would say, yesterday. Because John Gant, once again, didn't look terrible. He got five innings, but again, he walked three. His final line was three innings, uh, five, five innings, three hits, an unearned run, three walks, and four strikeouts. So the unearned run was on a, a, a rare error by this outfield defense that has been fantastic uh, ever since Harrison Bader came back. And unfortunately, it was a Harrison Bader error that um, allowed that runner to reach in, and um, that, that, that was the cause of John Gant's unearned run. Because the only way that the Brewers scored before that was on a, a fly out, um, and it was on the air that that flaw flew out, um, flew out on, and, and Bader committed the air. So, just like I said, an uncharacteristic error from Harrison Bader there that led to the only unearned run that John Gant would give up. But again, with, with John Gant, five innings, we need to be able to go more. In five innings, he only threw 91 pitches. Um, so not terribly ineffective, and again, um, it, it, was, it was kind of weird. He 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 bunted in the top of the sixth inning, um, and then you had a ground out um, and a and a strikeout to end the inning, um, and then um, excuse me, he, he was able to not really pitch well in the bottom half of the sixth. He hit King, he walked Vogel back. That that kind of forced. Um, for Shiltan, and again, also another point that I really didn't bring up before, the, the unearned run that Gant did give up, he wasn't even in the mound for, um, like like I said. So it was, it was a weird unearned run. He just wasn't able to find it. Um, Five-plus innings, I guess, is what it um, ended up being for John Gant pitching into the sixth inning there. Uh, but again, just kind of a bizarre um, bizarre bottom of the sixth and a bizarre bottom of the eighth. Um, but, but after that bottom of the sixth, again, once again, my credit goes to Hennessy Cabrera. This dude has been lights out, especially post the Bryce Harper scenario. I mean, Hennessy Cabrera, his ERA is down to um, two five five now. He's got seventeen games under his belt, seventeen and two thirds of an inning. Um, in his last seven games, seven and a third innings pitched, two five four five ERA. Stretch that out. His last 15 and two-thirds innings, his ERA is under two. His whip is under one. This dude has been nothing but lights out for St. Louis. 
And yes, he's going to have the games where he gives up a run, where he gives up a, a run or two. But when you have guys like Helsley and Webb, especially Webb, who seem to give up more runs than they than they should, and again, I, I think Tyler Webb gets put into some tough scenarios and, and whatnot. So that that's a tough. And again, I, people like to say that I make excuses for a lot of people, but I, I do just think that Webb gets tough knock. I think Webb is better than his numbers show. I think he's a lot better. I think anybody can agree he's a lot better than a twelve five four ERA, but. With, with with Helsley, Webb, and even Andrew Miller at times being questionable, it's been nice to have guys like Cabrera and Reyes kind of come in. And, and Reyes bends a lot, but he, he only broken once with the one earned run. So can't say enough good things about Cabrera because not only did he give the Cardinals some length with two innings, but in that sixth inning he was able to get a double play ball to end the inning to shorten the inning. So just just incredible work. Yeoman's work out of the bullpen. Cabrera throwing 23 pitches in those two innings, so pretty effective. Um, and the pitching staff for St. Louis was able to get it done. It came down to a problem with the offense, and I don't, not, I'm not taking anything away from because it was a starter from Milwaukee that pitched really well. Brandon Woodruff was on point yesterday. That um, there's no other way way to say it. So I'll talk about the offensive performance um, as well as break down Woodruff's performance um, coming up here in segment number two. But I do want to take a quick break to tell you guys first off about Locker Room, today's show sponsor. Locker Room is a new app designed for sports fans. The app is free to download once you're in. You can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. And again, I'll be hosting uh, rooms for Locked on Cardinals this Sunday. Um, you can finally join in on the conversation that you listen to every day. It's a perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. Um, you have a chance to chat with me and might even have a chance to be featured on the Lockdown Cardinals podcast through our locker room conversations. And again, I'll be on uh, some point this Sunday, uh, so be sure to join in. You can download the free locker room app. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. Follow me at LJ Fastball to be notified when my room goes live. I know that you won't want to miss it. Once again, this Sunday, I'll be going live. I cannot wait to hear everybody's thoughts on the Cardinals. I hope to see you there. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Head over to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Be sure to write locked on in their had you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Put it bluntly, uh, the Cardinals just didn't hit yesterday. Um, I'm not saying that they, they should have hit. They were facing a very good pitcher in um, <laughs> Brandon Woodruff and one that Jake Mastriani, host of Locked On Brewers, uh, if you want to hear his thoughts in the game, head over to Locked On Brewers. Um, he says that Woodruff could be a Cy Young contender. Um, and he, he definitely showed it yesterday. Uh, Woodruff, final line, seven and two-thirds, three hits, Three hits, uh, an earned run on a homer, a walk, and ten strikeouts. He he's been nothing but fantastic this year. Um, 
I mean, when, when you look at his game logs, they're, they're they're quite impressive. He's got 56 strikeouts and 45 in the third innings. Opening date was really his worst start when he went four innings, or his opening. Yeah, it was opening day, April 1st. Um, four innings and three earned runs, but then since then, seven shutout innings, back-to-back starts of six innings with one earned run, six shutout innings, six innings with two earned runs, six and two-thirds, one earned run, and then his performance yesterday, seven and two-thirds inning, his longest start of the year with just the one earned run. And back-to-back performances for Woodruff of 10 or more strikeouts. Struck out 11 Phillies on May the 6th, and he struck out 10 Cardinals last night. Three times, striking out Paul, or sorry, Dylan Carlson, um, striking out Molina twice, and then, um, yeah, just single strikeouts beyond that. 12 total strikeouts in the game for St. Louis's hater. Struck out two in that ninth inning. Um, well, I, I guess one of those strikeouts was against Hader for the for Dylan Carlson. So my, my apologies. So he struck out Carlson twice, but nevertheless, Carlson did have a three-strikeout day. Um, but again, it, it's hard to get much going against a guy like Brandon Woodruff and not to make excuses and to say that this is an acceptable performance. If you want to be the best, you have to beat the best, and beating the best in this case means beating Brandon Woodruff. Um, and the Cardinals weren't able to do that. You saw Carlson and Evan both go 0 for 4. Goldschmidt had one hit, uh, 1 for 4. His average and OPS, his stats just aren't there yet. Uh, that one hit for Goldschmidt was off of um, Josh Hader in the ninth, which was, which was huge. And well, I'll talk about Tyler O'Neill real quick. Uh, Tyler O'Neill is a guy that has had a lot of upside. And he was uh, able to hit, hit the home run yesterday. What I, what I was really impressed with um, was that it wasn't, you know, one of the typical Tyler O'Neill home runs in terms of it was a hanging breaking ball and it, it was pulled down the line and, and all this stuff. It, it was a breaking ball. It was a slider. And he went the other way with it. And I thought that was huge for O'Neill to do um, against a right-handed pitcher, go the other way, because O'Neill has opposite field pop. Um, and it was nice to actually see that from O'Neill yesterday um, and going the other way against Brandon Woodruff. Uh, because, because a lot of times when you see somebody start to go the other way, then that's really when you know that they're starting starting to get it. And with the home run yesterday, O'Neill's up to seven, which is good for, for tied with the league league with Paul DeYoung. I mean, you know, his average isn't anything right home about 241, but what I really love to see is a slugging percentage at 517, which makes up a majority of his OPS because his on-base percentage is only 272. So you like to see the on-base. He doesn't walk a ton or hasn't walked a ton this year, just two walks in 26 games. Uh, he traditionally has walked a decent amount, 43 walks in 50 games last year and 53 walks in 60 games back in 2019. So... You took the strikeouts with the walks, and this year that just hasn't been happening for O'Neill as much, but his numbers are still up. Um, when you look at his percentile rankings on Baseball Savant, 83rd percentile in average exit velocity, um, 90th percentile in weighted expected on base, 89th in max exit velo, 82nd in hard hit percentage, 97th in expected slugging, 85 in expected batting average, which you wouldn't expect, barreling the ball up at 94%. Um, and his defense, obviously, is still very good. 99th percentile in sprint speed, 63rd percentile outs above average, 94th percentile in outfielder jump. So all these numbers are up, up, up for O'Neill. I mean, he his barrel, again, it's only been about, uh, you know, 323 pitches for, for gas, but only 26 games, And but his barrel percentage is, is as high as it's been since his rookie year at 17.2%, which is top 6% in the league. And again, just really solid numbers. The only thing that I would like to see more from O'Neill is the walks go up a little more. It's only a 2% walk speed. And it's bizarre 
he's seeing more fastballs this year, which is a shocking thing to me. I mean, yes, you, you can tend to get O'Neill out up in the zone, uh, but nevertheless, he's seeing more fastballs this year, really more fastballs this year than he has in his entire career, but especially more since last year. And you know, that's probably because he's not hitting fastballs very much, just 196 on the fastballs, but on breaking pitches, he's hitting 323 with a slugging percentage of 806. So don't throw Tyler O'Neill the breaking balls. Kind of the opposite of Harrison Bader. You know, you're gonna Harrison Bader's gonna see a lot of breaking balls while O'Neill might not see as many. But again, I think that O'Neill we went into this year thinking this this was gonna be a make or break season for O'Neill. I think that that's still true. And he's showing that, that it's gonna be a make season for him. Uh you know, like I say, he doesn't need to hit 270. He probably doesn't even hit 260. If you can hit 240 with a you know, slugging percentage, I don't think it's going to stay at the uh, 517 clip. It might drop down to you know, 4 or 450, but that's still very good. I'm not trying to, to scoff at that by any stretch of the imagination, but if he can hit two, 250, you know, even if it is 240, uh, but you know, hit 25, 30 home runs, and that's a huge win for the St. Louis Cardinals. I mean, you know, especially with... Probably not, not. You're not necessarily going to get that many home runs from Bader. Carlson is still a little bit of a question mark. Um, so that that's a huge win for St. Louis if O'Neill can be that 35 or that 25, 30 home run guy, especially with a guy like Paul DeYoung going down. And I know I, I kind of talked a little bit poorly on DeYoung yesterday, but like I said, at the end of the day, he he's hit 25 home runs before, and he was a 30 home run player two years ago in 2019, and those don't come around very often, um, especially from the shortstop position, especially for the St. Louis Cardinals. The 30 home run guys don't come around very often. So um, I think that that, that that is a loss for DeYoung to go out. I think it was left side or left hamstring tightness um, yesterday. And again, as of this morning, uh, Thursday morning, no real word on timetable or injury. So we'll see if he's in the starting lineup for this afternoon's game. Um, but... The, say, say what you will, that is a loss uh, because, you know, as much as people might not want to see DeYoung anymore, I think most people would probably rather see DeYoung uh, than um, Edmundo Sosa. And again, no no disrespect intended on Edmundo Sosa. It's just that Paul Young is probably going to be the stronger player there. But credit to Edmundo Sosa and the rest of the ninth inning offense for making Josh Hader work last night. Uh, yes, Hader ended up getting the job done, but Hader was forced to throw 31 pitches most likely uh, putting him out of commission for today's game, which is a good thing because today's game is going to be a tall task um, as Corbin Burns makes his return to the rotation for Milwaukee. Um, so I just want to give credit to Mundo Sosa and the rest of the offense for making Hater work. Carlson had a nice at-bat. Arnado had a nice at-bat, both long at-bats for, for them. Um, so I'll be talking about, about game two, uh, or game three as the Cardinals go for a series win today coming up here in just a moment. Talked about it a lot this past week or so, but I want to tell you again about Sports Trade. It's where fantasy sports meets the stock market. It takes fantasy to the next level. This platform allows you to buy and sell shares on your favorite players just like real stocks. It's a fair and exciting way to cash in on your knowledge of sports. They just added baseball to the platform, so be sure to check it out today. Making money with Sports Trade is simple, as player values rise and fall based on two factors. One, their statistical performance in each game as compared to their projected fantasy sports in that game. And supply and demand. The more demand a player has, the higher their value goes. When you're ready to buy shares, pick that penny stock and a rookie with huge upside or grab that blue chip vet who's always a solid performer. Instantly buy and sell as many shares and as many players as you like, just like the stock market. Then watch your players battle and your portfolio value rise. Simply go to sportstrade.com, watch the How It Works video, and then sign up to get started. 
Sign up today at sportstrade.com and discover the fun, exciting, and profitable new world of sports trading. This is truly the evolution of fantasy sports. You will be amazed. Don't sit on the sidelines any longer. Get in the game at sportstrade.com. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. With baseball season in full swing, you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs. Not just MLB, you can also get your needs met for NBA, NHL, and UFC MMA. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop, betonline.ag, or mobile device to check out the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't, don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their playoff runs in the NBA and NHL, and as teams prep for the long-haul season of MLB. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. Once again, the promo code Locked On, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Locked On gets you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at BetOnline. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Cardinals go for a big series win today um, against the Milwaukee Brewers, and, and it would be big. I mean, taking two out of three against anybody is always a win, but you especially want to do it when it's your division rival, and it should be a dandy of a pitching matchup. Jack Flaherty takes his undefeated record of 6-0 and and seven scoreless innings in his last start against the Rockies, against Corbin Burns. Um, two weeks ago, he was placed on the IL, uh, really without a whole lot of in- injury, uh, designation locked on Brewers host Jake Mastriani had a little bit of speculation on that, but this dude has been pinpoint control the entire year. 49 strikeouts, zero walks. According to MLB.com, that's two strikeouts shy of an all-time record set by Dodgers closer Kenley Jansen back in 2014, so you're not going to get very many pitches to hit from Burns when he's at his best. I mean, he is just absolutely ridiculous when it comes to striking guys out and not walking them. 49 strikeouts, like I mentioned, four Corbin Burns, two and two and a one five three ERA. And when you look at numbers against him, it's actually it's actually better than I thought. Uh, Arenado's one out of four. Carlson's one out of four. Carl or Carpenter is two seventy three and eleven at bats. Paul DeYoung, who again question whether he'll play or not today, is three oh eight and thirteen at bats. Tommy Evan is three for six. Paul Goldschmidt is four fifty five and eleven at bats with the home run. DeYoung has a homer. Carpenter has two home runs against him. Molina's 1-for-7, O'Neal, Thomas, and Williams are all 0-for. So, again, not, not great. I mean, it's Corbin Burns. You can't really expect too much, but not terrible. At the same time, you got, you got decent numbers against Corbin Burns, who, again, only 29 out of 30 innings this year. But, like I said, the 49 strikeouts averaging about uh, half a base runner per inning with a .55 whip. So, Cardinals have their work cut out for them today. Um, and Jack Flaherty will be looking to kind of set the tone and, and rebound after his one of the worst starts of his career came at Milwaukee uh, a season ago. And that, that was really what ended up ballooning his ERA to the 4-5-1 that it ended up being last year. Um, and, and last year, like I said, he, he's traditionally not g- He's traditionally better at home, I'll say that. But last year, the start that I'm referencing came on um, September the 4th. Um, no, I'm sorry. It came on September the 15th when he went three innings, gave up eight hits, nine earned, walked two, struck out six, um, and his ERA went from 3.08 to 5.52. Um, so he was just really bad at Milwaukee. That was his most recent start at Milwaukee. Um, he also started 
um, against Milwaukee one time later that year. Um, so we'll see what Flirty does in his return to, um, I think it's All-American Family Field or American, something. They changed their name. Uh, but in his return to Milwaukee, we'll see what Flirty can do. Uh, hopefully it's better than <laughs> three innings and nine earned runs. Uh, I'd be shocked if it was anything worse than that. So I'm going to leave this prediction. I- I'm going to... I'm going to say that the Brewers probably win this one, I, um, but at the same time, I don't mean to be wishy-washy, but the Brewers are also banking on a guy that hasn't pitched in two weeks, um, so, so you never know. Um, and I, If it were at home, I would tend to, definitely tend to go towards St. Louis, but because it's at Milwaukee, I will give the edge to Milwaukee, and if the Brewers do win, they'll get within a game of St. Louis, because right now the Cardinals enter play today two games ahead of the Milwaukee Brewers, Cardinals at 22-15, and 15, Brewers at 20-17. and 17. Um, And when you look at the whole league, uh, Cardinals have the second-best record in the National League, and they have um, just about a game behind of San Francisco there. So we'll see what the Cardinals are able to do in Game 3 of this series. Uh, but nevertheless, before I leave you, I want to tell you about Locked On Today. I get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski hosts... Uh, updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yesterday, uh, Locked On Athletics host Jason Burke was on talking about possible relocation of the Oakland Athletics. So there's MLB content on there as well. But uh, that's all I got for today's show. Be on the lookout for tomorrow's show a little bit. Um, as a, as a, it'll be a crossover with Javier Reyes of Locked On Padres. So until I talk to you next time, make sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.